0: Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture, with me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello English learners, welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. So glad you could join me for yet another episode. Today, I'm going to be talking all about books and how you can improve your English with reading. Before we get to that, I want to remind everyone about the transcript. So if you want to read what I'm saying while I'm talking, there should be a link in the show notes or on my website, levelupenglish.school. And over there, you can find basically the like subtitles. So you can read what I'm saying improve your vocabulary as well. So don't forget to do that if you think that would be helpful for you. Secondly, if you are looking for an online English teacher or conversation partner, language partner, then I recommend italki. There's many teachers at all different levels. So no matter what your budget is, I'm sure you will find a suitable teacher. I'm also on italki, so you could maybe find me as well. And because you are a listener to the podcast, I can give you $10 off when you sign up for the first time. So if you go to levelupenglish.school free, then you can sign up to italki, choose your teacher. And when you buy your first lessons, you will get a free bonus $10 that you can use for a couple of extra lessons it's a really good thing to do no matter what kind of teacher you're looking for it's a really good way to improve and once again that is levelupenglish.school/ which is the sideways line free/free slash f r e e for some reason if you don't want to go to italki but some for some reason you like me i don't know why you would but if you do want to have a lesson with me I'm also open for lessons as well. So the best place to book a lesson is on my website, which is ewmichael.com. EW means English with ewmichael.com. And if you go to my lessons page, you can book a trial lesson. We can get to know each other and I'd be more than happy to help you improve your English in whatever way you need. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and you want to take it to the next level... Then definitely check that out. I'd love to meet you there and let me know if you have any questions. You'll be able to contact me by my website too. Okay, so last week I kind of gave you a little, well, not a little, a long episode that I did with Ken on his podcast. And that was because my tooth was being removed. Now my tooth is fine. It's, well, it's gone, but it's healed very nicely. So I'm all better again. I can talk again. So I'm very happy about that. And I had a request from someone to talk about books. So I'm going to split this episode into two sections. First is recommended books. Second is reading methods, like how to read and learn English, basically. So let's start with recommended books. This is a hard one to talk about, to be honest, because I'm not an English learner. So I have never read English learner books. You know, most of the books I read are very advanced. I like to read nonfiction. I like to read like philosophy and things like that. And it's not suitable for most learners. But I do have some more generic advice. One thing I think is important actually is not to let your ego get in the way. So, your ego is this kind of confidence that you have. You, because of your ego, and I should say my ego, because this is what happens to me when I want to learn a language, I want to get a native level book. Because I think, yeah, I can do it. I'm I'm good enough for this. And the truth is, I'm not. I'm never good enough. And it's always demotivating. So, I think it's important to be honest with your level and find a book that is suitable. But, yeah, recommended book. First of all, any book that you find enjoyable. So, as with any part of language learning, focus on what you enjoy. If you have a particular hobby or something you really like to read about, see if you can find that in English. There's no point reading the news or reading some fantasy novel if that's not your interest. Because if it's interesting for you, it will be much more enjoyable. Recommended books, I would say again, generally a graded reader. So, this is what I love to do in Japanese and Chinese. A graded reader is a book written for learners, so it's written for English learners, and they try, the authors try extra hard not to include any advanced words. It depends on the level. You know, if it's an intermediate level book, they will include lots of good words for intermediate level. They will try to repeat those words throughout the book. So you get that repetition, you're learning. And also the grammar and the vocabulary is not too hard. So I think that's a really good idea. But of course, you want to challenge yourself a little bit. So you want to kind of have it a little bit difficult, but not too difficult. That's my advice. And I've heard advice from other people that 90% plus comprehension is good. And that makes sense to me. So comprehension means understanding. If you understand 90% of the words, so that means if there are 10 words, there's one word you don't know. That's still quite a lot. You know, Every 10 words, you have to look up one word. That's quite a lot of work. So maybe even 95% would be better. Where there's every 20 words, there's one word you don't know. So you're still learning a bit, And you're kind of reviewing what you do know, but it's still enjoyable. If like me, you wanted to buy like a native level book, you know, whenever I see like a Japanese bookshop, I always buy a Japanese book and I never read it because I read one page and it's like 10 or 20% comprehension. So basically every 10 words, there are maybe eight words I don't know (laughs) So it's so tedious and boring and I never finish it. I lose motivation. So that's why, unless you are very advanced, I recommend maybe avoiding native level books. Unless you really want that challenge and you're happy that it's going to take years, maybe. But let me know. If if you disagree, I'd be happy to hear your opinion. This is just my opinion based on my own experience. But of course, we're all different. So I could say take what I'm saying with a grain of salt, which means don't believe everything I say. You know, be sceptical. Question what I say. But it's just my experience. Another thing I would recommend avoiding is children's books. So many people think reading a book for children is a good idea. I would say it's not such a good idea. And if you're wondering why. Next time you're in a bookshop or a library, pick up a children's book and have a look in your own language. There's probably a lot of vocabulary that is really not useful. A lot of the time they make up words, they have onomatopoeias, uh, which are kind of words that talk about a sound. And there's just a lot of really not useful words. For example, if there was a book about a caterpillar, that's a very famous children's book, they might talk about it being like jiggly wiggly or something like that. And that kind of means it's like moving around like a worm, that kind of onomatopoeia. It's like the way the worm moves, it's jiggly wiggly. But no one uses that word. I don't even know if it's a real word, but it's like only for children. So there's a lot of words like that that are only intended for children, that adults shouldn't really learn. It's not so useful. So, I'm not saying it's not useful at all to read a kid's book, but probably not the best use of your time. That's my opinion again. What might be suitable if you are quite a high-level learner, you could try like a young adult or teenage level books. So, there's always a huge section in the in the bookshop suit suitable for young adults. And there might be like detective, romance, action, fantasy, all these different genres to choose from. And it's still difficult, you know, teenagers are smart, but generally it's a little bit easier than books intended for adults or for for all ages. So that could be something to consider. In terms of specific recommendations, I know one very good book is English Short Stories. And this is by Ollie Richards. I'm um, hopefully, well, I haven't asked him yet, but I'd love to have him on the podcast in the future because I'm a big fan of him. I really love what he's doing. He like, has like, a language learning podcast. But yeah, Ollie Richards, English Short Stories. He wrote a book intended for English learners. So it's a really, really good idea, really good uh, method of learning. That's one I do know about that's good. Besides that, Harry Potter is always very popular. Many of my students say they have read Harry Potter. Keep in mind, there's going to be a lot of advanced words, a lot of words related to magic and fantasy that we don't use, a lot of made-up words. So keep that in mind. But I haven't read Harry Potter since I was maybe a child, well, a long time ago. But a lot of English learners seem to like it. So that's why it's something you could consider. I don't know how suitable it would be. I haven't read it for a long time. So I'm sorry, I can't give any specific, really good advice, but I hope this general advice has led you in the right direction to find something good. The next part is reading methods, reading methods. So this is how to read in order to get the best or the biggest benefit from your from your reading so one tip is to read everything twice and this is something that i try to do but i'm all i'm sometimes pressed for time i can't always do this but the idea is you read once to enjoy the story just read it don't look up any words just read through think about what you're reading you know don't just pronounce it. You have to think about what the meaning is, but don't look up any words. You want to try and find enjoyment in what you're doing. Then read it one more time, and that time you can look up vocabulary. Look up the words that you come across that are interesting and new. Look them up in a dictionary, find example sentences, and see if you can improve that way. If you really want to you know, have a, if you've got a lot of time and you really want to improve, then you could even read it three times. You know, read once quickly without checking words, then again slowly while checking vocabulary, then one more time just to review. Now that you know most of the words, you can read again and maybe have a better understanding. So, that would be maybe the ideal situation. And following on from that, I think, It's important not to focus on, or not to worry about every word that you come across. Because I've done this before, especially when I'm reading like a blog, where I learn a new word and I want to learn it. I want to get it into my vocabulary, but it's really not a common word. It's really specific, very advanced, very old. It's not that useful to learn. Maybe you could look it up just to know the meaning, but not actually study it because this is what native speakers do as well. When I'm reading English, if I see a new word, I usually won't look it up. I will only look it up in a dictionary if I've seen that word more than three or four times in the same book. If I see it once, I just guessed from the context what it means. And this is actually a really good uh, skill to develop for language learners. It's the ability to guess words from context. Because no matter how good your English is, there will always be many words you don't know. Same for me. (laughs) And guessing from context is the only way you'll be able to understand. So don't, don't forget, it's not just about vocabulary, it's about all these other little skills you're improving when you're reading as well. My final piece of advice is to focus on the wins. Focus on the wins. Focus on the little wins you have along the way. For example, you're reading like, wow, I just read that whole sentence. Or wow, I read that whole paragraph. Don't forget, don't forget, English is a foreign language for you. So, when you do understand something, it's really nice if you can remind yourself like, wow, that's so cool. That's a different language. I'm improving. I'm learning. And use that to kind of give you that motivation or momentum to keep going. I think when it comes to anything, but especially language learning, having that motivation from the little wins is so important. So don't forget to kind of mentally congratulate yourself. Wow, I did that. That's amazing. As I've been talking, I just thought of one more way, one more piece of advice I could give This is something I've never done before, but maybe I'll start doing it in the future, actually. And this is with your teacher or language partner, explain the story to them. So after you've read a story on your own, remember the story, maybe make some notes. And when it comes to your speaking practice, try to retell the story to your partner. And I think this could be really good, just remembering the story and not reading it, but using your knowledge of what you've remembered and turning that into vocabulary, turning that into a story, using the vocabulary you have learnt from the book. So that could be a really good activity as well. If anything here resonated with you, if you liked anything I had to say, let me know. I'd love to hear your feedback. Also, I'd love to hear any more ideas you have. You're always welcome to leave a comment over on the blog post, which is levelupenglish.school slash podcast, and then click on whatever podcast this is, or whatever podcast you want, to leave a comment. I'd love to hear your ideas, and I will always reply. Okay, so before we go, I've got a few things I want to talk about. I have an audio message from a very kind listener, so, I'm going to play this person's audio message and then have a look at a couple reviews. And then I will leave you with a language learning quote from my Instagram. So, here is the audio message I received Hi, Michael. My name is Sankran. I'm living in London. I've started just going through your podcast, it's been really helpful. I'm just trying to improve my British accent. So I'm just doing the shadowing on all your podcasts. So I'm just completed two to three podcasts and hopefully I will do this for next three months. I I want to just thank you for your beautiful resource. And I really love that you have given the transcripts for all your podcasts. I'm really blessed to find your resources. Thank you. And uh, maybe in few next few weeks, I'll send you another message on how, the, how my journey is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Sankaran for that very kind audio message. And Sankaran brought, brought up some very good points as well. So he mentioned shadowing, which is a really good technique that you can do to improve your accent and pronunciation. And this is where you're basically copying What someone is saying. So you hear what I say now, and you are repeating the sounds and trying to mimic what I'm saying, you know, yourself. It's a really good technique. Um, I hope it does help the shadowing, although I hope you don't all end up sounding like me. There should be more diversity in the world. (laughs) Also, I'm really glad to hear that you liked the transcript as well. That's great feedback to have. I'll keep. It does take some time to make these transcripts, but I'll keep doing them. So, yeah, thank you very much. I wish you luck. You've already ha- got a great accent, but I wish you luck in working on that and improving your English. So, thank you very much. And if anyone else would like to give me an audio message, and you have your voice heard by thousands of people on the podcast, then you can go to that same link as before levelupenglish.school. Slash podcast, and then down the page, there will be a section where you can record an audio message. And if you do that, I will probably play your voice on the podcast. So that'd be great to hear from you, whether it's a question or just some feedback or just to say hi, whatever you want. I love to hear from the listeners. Let's end with one podcast review. I've got a lot of new ones, which I'm very grateful for. Uh, but maybe just have time for one now. So I think I want to read this one by Elena or Elena, Elena. One of those I'm sure is right, maybe. And she's from Saudi Arabia and she says, amazing. I listened to your podcast a month ago in some kind of IELTS exam workshop. Ooh. And since then, it became my favourite English podcast besides your beautiful website. Thank you. Everything is on point. Great job. KSA. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's really kind of you. I'm glad you like the website and the podcast. And what I'm really interested in is the IELTS workshop. So my podcast was played in a workshop in Saudi Arabia. That's interesting. If anyone knows about this, let me know. I'd love to hear by email. What kind of workshop was it? Like, how many people were listening? Was it like a big workshop? If so, that's really amazing that my podcast was played there. I want to want to learn more about it. But yeah, thank you everyone. And thank you Elena for the very kind review. So as I said before, I'm going to leave you with a quote about English learning now. And this is on my Instagram. I've got an Instagram page for Level Up English. And it's called level.upenglish. So every week I post a quote, I post an idiom and I post a new word. So it's a simple page, but it's a good way to learn some vocabulary and have some motivation throughout your your week. So this is a quote from a Czech proverb. It's a very nice one. You live a new life for every new language you speak. If you only know one language, you live only once. There we go. Thank you very much for listening today. Great to hang out with you. And I'll see you next week for the interview episode. Thank you so much. See you then. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.